Well, we might have our plans all set, fine and dandy. And God, God has his order to our steps. It's what he wants. And so I think it's better to check with him first as we make our plans. Let's talk about that today. Well, welcome to another podcast here with Steve and Eddie. We are glad that you've joined us. And, you know, sometimes plans just don't go the way they we think that they should. And they get all messed up. And that's what Sam talked a little bit about this last week as he spoke. And so uh, that's what we're going to talk a little bit in the depth of it here today. But before we do that... Pastor Eddie, it's good to see you here. It's I can barely see you. You got a camouflage hat on. Yeah, I, I mean, are you in the room here? Are you in the room? I I am. Oh, okay. Oh, there he is. I I don't know where th- I came home one day and this was hanging on the, my garage door. Well, <laughs> I didn't see for two weeks. I see. <laughs> Just like I can barely see you here. Yeah, I know, right? It's it's kind of like a. Well, it's kind of I'm not talking. a hunter, so I'm out of character. But I'm wearing it because somebody gave it to me. I like it. Looks good on you. It says Evan Rude, and now my yes. brother-in-law used to call that Revan Good. Revan Good. About boat motors. Really old yeah, so <laughs> that's a skinny. <laughs> well, I I uh, I believe that I've got a new name for this. Almost the way you and I always start this out. Oh, it should be called the podcast of digression. Oh, because we dig. We, we it's digress. a constant digression. Oh, you think it is? Until <laughs> we get into the word, and then we kind of bring it back on track. We're talking about sports uh, sometimes, or now, you know, we're into that. And, well, uh, you know, the Evan Rude Motors, I, I was going to say this about that. I was going to say that up in Wisconsin, we've got a small little, really uh, uh, rough cabin. Uh, it's on, on the side of a lake. We love it. I've grown up with it. And... Uh, but it it takes quite a few hours from here um, to get up there. It's primitive it's a, is the word. Steve. Primitive, primitive is is a good way to put it. Um, but in it, there we've got an old Evan Rude, uh, probably about a sixties, nineteen sixties. Wow, Evan Rude uh, motor that we stick on the old. It's a good John testimony motor. for them though. That's, that's true. Been around that long, they still run. Yeah, Dad, Dad just did a little work on it. And um, one of the things about that is that um, he had to go to the, uh, a, a shop up in Elkhart, uh, kind of like a whole secondhand uh, type of deal. But he had he has these motor parts. Well, he you wouldn't think that it would cost that much to get an old little pin or yeah. a piece of a spring or something. Oh. They're like gold. Oh, they're kind of that way, I guess. But yeah, so the old the old uh, motor it needed a little work done, and and uh, probably oh, I, th- I think it was about one hundred and fifty dollars later for the part. Yeah, <laughs> a little small part, by yeah. the way. Uh, he came back with it, and uh, he says, "Well, I'm glad that the rest of the motor works because the, you know." But I hear about that about the the propellers of boats. Propellers themselves are, are really expensive. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> some of these boats, man, you don't want to ding it. And if you do hit a log or something like that, man, oh, oof. kind of hurting for certain. But uh, well, enough of that boat talk. But um, how's everything else going for you? Pretty good. 
Yep. Good. Yep. Well, this is the week before Thanksgiving. It is. It's, uh, there's a lot to be thankful for. Yeah. My taste buds look forward to it. Yes. So. Yes. In fact, I, I'm going to need to pull out that turkey breast so that um, we can get that thing thawed out in time to have a little bit of uh, a little bit of eating going on, and then uh, we're going to be going. I'm actually going to be going up with um, uh, our family to. Uh, my mom and dad's this year. This happens to be the year that we go up to our folks for Thanksgiving, and so we'll be up there. And so that'll be happening uh, next week during that time. But um, yeah, it's it's a it's a happening time, uh, and a lot to be thankful for. Amen. Um, no matter I think our our place in life, no matter what is going on. Can always be thankful, yep. and uh, in fact, we'll talk just briefly about that and, and about a message that's coming up this coming week. So, uh, but without further ado, anything else you want to say about the Thanksgiving parade and the balloons that are going to be floating through? No, not a not a word. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> thought I'd check. Just wanted to make sure. Well, let's have a word of prayer and we'll get started into it. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this podcast that goes out to so many different lives. And I just pray, because of that, that you will help us, lead us, guide us with wisdom and direction, discernment as we talk about your word, the relevant things in our lives, and may uh, you be glorified in all of it. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor, we had had, uh, the bishop. Sam Bish- Lewis. Bishop Lewis. Yeah. Bishop Lewis uh, was his, uh, this last week. God's plan. His text was Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And uh, that is uh, is so true. I uh, You have favorite verses in life, and I think for a lot of people, maybe that's it. Because there is, you know, so much hope in that. that uh, and that's kind of what... Um, Sam talked about he, he uh, some of the things he brought out was uh, to with that hope and future that God has spoken to your life his words you can have completeness in the midst of captivity you have peace in the midst of captivity and a sound mind to go through it so because, what does that what, what does that mean for this for us here today you know here in America we're not in we're not bound up in chains and put in in, in a jail or in a you know we're not beaten uh, physically or anything like that but what what is it what do you believe that that refers to today well the cap it'd be captivity of sin because yes. he talked about evil where we all face it every day whether you try to rationalize it away or not it's there it's always there you on this earth we'll never get away from it it's always there and inside of each one of us there's a desire from the old nature to go live that way yes and sometimes when we do the more we get into it the more captive that we are being held and sam's saying that even in the midst of that you know as we cry out to god he's already spoken words into our life he's already given us a, a plan and a future and that's why the holy spirit comes and convicts us and we confess and repent and move on toward those words but he you know uh, he, he said that that the prophet is uh, of what god says is that these people are going to be in captivity 70 years 
the false prophet said, ah, don't worry about it. It's only going to be a few years. It's not going to be 70. So the people sometimes would rather believe the false than they would the true. It's like when we start down the road for Christ, we wished it was just a big party every day. It, that's not reality. Right. Now, Satan, and then when we get into this and we mess up, Satan is there to accuse us and say, you're not a believer. You can't be a Christian and continue to do that. You can't be a Christian and have these thoughts. Whereas we do say, Satan hit the road. I'm, I belong to Christ. That, yeah, I've messed up, but he forgives me, and i got to move on and try to do better, you know. Right. Um, seek the peace uh, of the land. He's talking about that. He was talk, uh, That was a good analogy. He talked about the children of Israel living in captivity. But he said, don't let it mess your life up. Go along as life or as normal. Let your children get married and move on. Have your home and your work and whatever. Just keep like nothing. While you're in that captivity, you can live a normal life, if that makes any sense. And that's, you know, uh, be productive. Uh, while going through tough times, you still have to practice faith. The problem, uh, the problem is I have a plan for my own self. <laughs> That's and that's where we get in bad is what you said earlier. We got our own plans and God messes them up. But we got to go on his plan. So because our plans don't always turn out so good. So we say that he messes that up and so when we think about that sometimes it's such a negative uh connotation or at least that we feel that way not knowing the future, right? But it does say uh, the 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 scripture that I'm going to reference is uh is that thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light mm -hmm. unto my path, or a light unto my feet? And, yeah. Anyway, lamp. So um, the the fact is is that even though we don't we can't see beyond uh, the day or the circumstance or whatever, we do know that the hope of Jesus Christ eternally, ultimately, mm -hmm. is one thing, and that are found uh, that we're found in Him. Right when we've accepted Jesus Christ, that we're ultimately found in Him. That's our eternal, eternal hope. And then to know that as He continues to fill us with His Holy Spirit, as the fruit of that Holy Spirit that comes from us, mm -hmm. that no matter our circumstance, that process then develops what He desires through our obedience, and His then plans or His orders or His steps bring such a fullness in our yeah. life that our plans just then fit alongside with his and we're, we're the happier, we're the joyful ones, right? Well, and the situations in life we get into, I, I'm sure the children of Israel didn't say, man, 70 years. Mm. But within the context of that 70 years, with God, it'll be okay. Yeah. Because he has plans and a future for you, regardless of the circumstances that you're in. So and, has and to God get through those? Has God personally? I'm going to ask you this personal question: Has has God ever said to you, or you felt in your spirit that God had said a, a lengthy time, like He was going to do something in you, but it was going to take a lengthy time, like years? Like, have you ever had that? For oh you yeah, well, in Freeport. Uh, I, you know, I've said this before, but when I was in Freeport, our first church, God gave me this vision that we're doing now. Uh, the vision being a church that sit around uh, tables and chairs that come in for coffee and uh, breakfast or, or whatever and had that uh, 
God's living room atmosphere. But it didn't play well there or by second church because they were more traditional, which doesn't make them wrong, but it was that vision. So God had me there uh, 14 years. And that was prepared for this. So what was the toughest time, the toughest things about that? What were the f- couple bullet points that were Well, that it was frustrating because it, 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 it wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. Even though he put that vision in me, I tried to carry it out, and it didn't, didn't fly. And yet he was going before you and setting the stage. And I wasn't ready. So for well, four, that, this, I was at 14 years in training yeah. for this. This, this is Crossroads, is, is, through God's help, is my magnum opus. I, I really believe that this is what I was called for, is, is to come and plant this church. I, and so I can die a happy man if I die today because I've done what God has called me to do. Yeah. That's good. So that's, that's how, and that's what that that I believe that that's what is need to be heard today. Like this personal experience from you, our pastor, in the processes of working through something that is out there. We we have these plans. We we feel them. Even they're God's plans, right? We feel like, okay, well, this is your plan, Lord, but. And then we get impatient. Yeah, well, that's my well, problem. And that's a fact, problem of mine. Can I just pull this out? You you were you were fed up. You were fed up when oh, you were up north, and you said, "You okay, fine, I'm just going to go, what? Drive a truck or drive do whatever. Truck. doesn't matter. I'm still going to be a follower of Christ, but I cannot. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to go drive a truck and think that think it's going to be, I'm not going to deal with this anymore. No. Lord, I, you know, and then he, he, he moves you in a different position and yeah. opens up these different doors. Yeah, well, and... actually, I moved in with you, and I know you were praying, Lord, move, <laughs> where's the plan? I hope this don't last forever. <laughs> I don't know how long. How long were we at your house? Over a month, six weeks, or something yeah, crazy, wasn't but, it? But you you repaid us on that. We after we moved here, and then we we uh, moved into our home. Uh, the inspector missed the place that that there was mold, some mold underneath oh, the house. Well, that left us uh, out of our home for a good six months. Yeah. So yeah, it was. It's all good. It's well, all good. it wasn't good because when you left, you took all the toys. Well, I know. Had the boys, to, had lots of toys to play with, and <laughs> Stinking Steve and the boys left. No more toys. They didn't even leave a truck. I know. Nothing. I know. Ball. Nothing. There wasn't anything left. Sad. So, state sad. Sad. You know? sad. But isn't that isn't that interesting? I mean, that this is the way that God. It, we need to find ourselves in obedience and surrender to Him, even when it's in the thick. When we we are in the midst of it all and still. Just and we can cry out to him, man. He he wants us to draw near to him, and, and to stay so so intimate with him, so that he can uh, whisper into our ear, um, "Stay close to me. Trust me. Depend on me." Yeah, that's exactly right. And Sam said during these times of evil and this situation we're in, we have to get into God's mind to understand where we are. That made sense. And they talked about the law of first mention. Peace doesn't have to be replaced over and over. It's always there. When he spoke that, a future and a hope, hope and peace spoke into our lives. We don't have to keep replenishing. It's there. It's there permanent. But, but, but that, okay, so that right there is where Satan really attacks, isn't yeah. it? Isn't it the truth, yeah. right? He wants to try to to remind us, or, or not remind us, but... Um, 
trying to trick us in the sense of saying, mm, no, God's left you. He's well, not, exactly. God's left you. He's not around. That's the men's group this morning, the children of Israel, that God says, you, you sin, this, this is going to happen. Well, they sinned, and it happened, and they complained and blamed God. said, man, God, where are you at? But God said, I told you this, and you didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how we are sometimes. We want to blame him for what we brought on ourselves. <laughs> so, you know, one of the things that I, I believe uh, is a sin, and we don't really call it a sin a lot of times, is complacency. Yeah. Right? yeah. Complacency, yeah. where we get we just get complacent with the way that we do, that we live our Christian life. Apathy. You know, we're, apath- we're apathetic, yeah. right? That, yeah, that, that, uh, that apathy in our lives, that complacency, the mon- where we get rolling in in the midst of a mundane uh, in and out of one day and the next, and, and um, you know, we, we recognize that it's like, well, nothing's, you know. And so it really affects our spiritual walk. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, that, that, is, a, that is a sin of uh, of causing us to draw away from and that what happens is is that we put other things in front of god we put we 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 need a little bit of enjoyment or excitement in our lives and so we go look in other places and it's it's we've got it's a tricky and slippery slope and uh it's very very interesting isn't it we we just need to stay aware stay connected Sam said in that scripture that God has given us an expected end, the hope uh, that God has a future for us. And he talked about dads and husbands praying for their wife and their kids and their family because God sometimes goes through our spouse to get to us in a way. And that wasn't a negative statement, I think. No, no. Because he he mentioned the love, right? He mentioned the Garden of Eden. And uh, Eve, mm-hmm. yeah. So the love or the time or the the commitment that we put in to to one another, you know. Paul, let me just bring this out real quick. I'm studying this a little bit in seminary. Paul speaks to the church about being careful. Sometimes I think even, you know, as you look, he, yeah. he says, you know, look, I I I'd like to let you remain. I, my hope is that you would remain single as I have been. So the sense that that you can focus in on on God, but if you do marry, recognize that in that mm-hmm. marriage, that you're continuing to to not only turn your 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 spouse over to the Lord, to recognize that God's first, then the spouse, then then that whole process. Well, in that whole concept and. The reason he does, he said that, I think, is because God has put the husband as the head of the family. So he wants to get to the head. Um, if he can destroy the head, it, the rest of the family will follow the head. So this is exactly what I'm writing my paper on right now. That it, it, it's a it's a paper for uh, um, a class that is interpreting scriptures. So when you think when when people hear that right now, because in Ephesians five twenty two it says wives submit yeah. Yeah. to your husbands as unto the Lord yeah. right. So people people have mis- misinterpreted they made that a four letter word. They have yeah because what they say was like well whatever I want 
you need to submit to me yeah. as under the well, Lord. Well, and that's not what that, it's not a dictatorship. No, not at all. In fact, if you were to go on then and read. Then it really, you're it, to love your, love your life, your wife as Christ loved the church. Oh, if and how did he do that? Unconditional. <laughs> it, it, they'll know and ultimately, that it's the right thing. That's exactly. right. Exactly, there's the problem. Ultimately, what did he do? Yeah. He gave his life. life. You give your for life us. for your wife, and it'll make a difference. That's yeah. for sure. So it's a very interesting thing, and 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 it's it's so good uh, as we allow ourselves to dig into the scriptures and to really see. Um, man, oh man, it is really good. It's a, it's such a depth, and that uh, as the li- uh, as the scriptures come alive uh, for us on a daily basis, and that's that's our hope for you. That, uh, that you're staying connected to him like that, and that as you make plans, that you make them according to how God is leading you yeah. in the spirit that was uh, that is within you. So, so uh, apart from that, the, you're going to be bringing up a... Well, we're, it's amazing how the Holy Spirit and the Scripture coincide with sometimes even the seasons of the year Tyler's message is how to be thankful. We're still in Ecclesiastes. We're going to be there a while. And and that's Solomon it talks about that, actually. And it, it really it makes a great Thanksgiving day <laughs> message, actually. You remember the movies that began with these words a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. You know, it, it's the whole Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. But it's amazing... What happens in movies sometimes because you can get lost in that and you kind of get away from reality and then you come back to reality. And I see the result is an insightful interlude that begins to show us how we constantly enjoy life under the sun. When he's talking about this whole concept in Ecclesiastes 3, Solomon changes his perspective from the horizontal to the vertical, from a purely human one to a divine one. He starts to point to God. And I know sometimes we try to lose ourselves in movies and other things, but we have to face the reality, uh, actually. And we and that by being thankful helps us do that, yeah. actually. We're offered two kinds of life. We choose which one we will live and embrace and follow. The first choice is life without God, and that's Solomon goes through that. That's what he's talking about. He's he's painting this picture on what his life was without God. Ecclesiastes three eleven through fifteen. God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart, but even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. So I conclude that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to enjoy themselves as long as they can. And people should eat and drink and enjoy the fruits of their labor, for these are gifts from God. And I know that whatever God does is final. Nothing can be added to it or taken away from it, taken away. God's purpose in this is that people should fear him. Whatever exists today and whatever will exist in the future has already existed in the past, for God calls each event back in its turn. So you've got a choice to live without God, which many do. Second choice is to live with God. Uh, Giving us a life of being thankful to God uh, for His goodness, for His grace, and for His mercy, and for His unconditional love. And then I'm going to, you know, there's a couple things. He weaves his comments through these subjects. What God makes, 
what God gives and what God does. And that's what we're going to, you know, what God makes everything appropriate or beautiful in its time. God's timing is perfect. We've already talked about that. Secondly, what God gives. He continues to look, Solomon does that human life from the divine perspective. He observes that the Lord gives us four gifts. First, God gives us the ability to rejoice and enjoy life. Second, God gives us the ability to do good in our lifetime. Third, God gives us an appetite to eat and to drink. Uh, and then fourth, you know, my goodness, when we think about Thanksgiving, we always, and I know probably at your house as well, but I always think about two things that you don't get every time, uh, every Sunday or every week or every month during the year. The two things are, are cranberry salad and uh, heavenly hash. <laughs> man, oh man, it's real whipped cream. I don't get whipped cream that much, you know. <laughs> It's got grapes, and she makes that heavenly hash. It's got bananas and grapes and nuts in it. I just, you just kind of OD on it, actually. And then fourth, God gives us the ability to see good in all our labor. That, going back to what Sam said, a purpose and a hope. And, you know, uh, some major gifts to be thankful for what God does. In 14 and 15, in these verses, Solomon defines four truths. First, mention that God's works are permanent, that they're thorough and complete, that God performs things that cultivate our respect for him, and in God it patiently repeats things until they are learned. Boy, isn't that true? The tests that God gives us in life, a lot of times we go over them and over them until we get them. Mm-hmm. He puts that in our path. Life from God. Life from God comes from outside this galaxy, not from within it. Life from God is supernatural power now, not a a vague force limited to a long time ago. The greatest evidence of power is change, and that's the change in our lives. That's how people see that. If we come to Christ and never change, I think there's a a huge spiritual problem there, and you need to evaluate what's going on, actually. Mm -hmm. If you choose to live life with God, that relationship starts by accepting Christ, and we know that. And as we allow the Holy Spirit and God's Word to guide and direct our lives, I, I love what you know what that says, and it comes down to the end of that message. God makes everything beautiful in its time. God makes everybody curious about the future. God gives the ability to rejoice. God gives the capacity to do good. God gives the ability to appreciate food and drink. Amen for that. God gives per- perspective for seeing good in our labor. But boy, there, there's a lot to be said about that in your job. If you see you're doing it for God, how happy is the person that loves their work? <laughs> and that's what God wants it to be. Mm-hmm. Man, a lot of people dread it. God performs works that are permanent. God performs works that are thorough and complete. God performs acts that cultivate our respect for Him. God patiently repeats lessons until... They are learned, and you end up, what can you be thankful for this morning as we go into this week, uh, being Thanksgiving on Thursday, so with family, so a lot of it is beyond the, the food part, it's, you know, it's being with family, it's that connectedness with that, but man, I'm thankful for my family. Amen. So... Yeah, Psalm has given us some ideas on how to be thankful, and that's what we're going to be doing, Ecclesiastes 3. So if you want to 
read that. It's uh, 11 through 15. Ecclesiastes 3, 11 through 15. Awesome. So that's it. Well, Pastor, would that. you pray uh, a prayer of thanksgiving uh, over this podcast? Lord, we love you. And my goodness, even if we are in somewhat dire straits in our own mind, in our own heart, and maybe even in our circumstances, there's still thanksgiving in our heart or should be for the fact that you're always going to love us unconditionally. You're always going to shower your mercy and your grace upon us. And even when we're disobedient, that doesn't change. Maybe the blessings change, but not the love and not the concern and, uh, and not the fact that you have a plan and a future in our lives. If we'd see our storyboards, Lord, it'd be up and down. Sometimes in the mountain, most times in the valley, but it's in those valleys that we learn and draw closer to you and really appreciate as we climb that mountain and experience that refreshing mountaintop uh, and as we burst forth with thankfulness. So I pray for all of us today, Lord, to hear this, that uh, you would continue to uh, make our hearts thankful, Lord, for your love and for our families and for our church and what you continue to do. And, uh, um, and I pray, Father, that uh, as we look forward to Thanksgiving, that we will be thankful, mostly thankful because we have you in our hearts. And we thank you for Sam's uh, lesson as well, that we can hold fast to the fact that you do have a plan for us, that you have a future and a hope, and it's always a good one. Thanks, God, for loving us. We ask these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Pastor, for spending some time with us here today, and uh, it's a good word. We have uh, had a good time to be able to talk about these things, and it is our hope that uh, that your Thanksgiving and your, uh, I think we'll probably have, we'll try to have one more podcast, yeah. of course, yeah. by, uh, about that, and we'll talk about that a little bit more, but that um, that as you go into this Thanksgiving week, that you will be able to uh, enjoy it, and and um, like always, if you need prayer, if you need some um, counsel, if you need uh, anything, you know, please call us at 812-268-0088 and, and uh, we, will, we will be either to di- be able to direct you to someone that can help or be able to pray with you or mm-hmm. just um, uh, be able to, to sit with you and to share that love of, of Jesus with you. But uh, we want to say thanks again for allowing us into your time, uh, taking this time right now. So uh, uh, until we yeah. come across, go ahead. I've had a novel idea that I, I think it'd be a nice gesture maybe and uh, to really, um, really explore and uh, applaud people's cooking. So uh, maybe on the podcast that one Sunday or one podcast we could have... Uh, two or three people bake cookies, and we could pick the best cookie, and oh. then pies, and then cakes. We get, we, so maybe even pudding. I, see. I, I don't know, but that, that's just an idea that flashed through my mind. So, and while we're having this podcast, we could we could just not put people's names on, but numbers, and okay, uh, have the. So we, what you're yeah. saying is we need to have some people bring in some food. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> absolutely. But it's to it's to further their cooking expertise. And so to applaud them, so it maybe, has nothing to do with us. So we'll maybe, just be the tasters. <laughs> 
So, so maybe it, what you're saying is maybe this coming week it'd be maybe cookies. Yeah, uh, that's and what as I'm we saying. roll into into Christmas time, yeah. maybe it'd be a different type of cr- Either Christmas that or, cookie or fresh hot rolls with, or, smeared with butter. I see. So that's see. Uh, maybe, Any, maybe I'm a, just thinking a particular jam that no, you would we, want. Well, hey, we might get into that as well. <laughs> and then as the year progresses, we can get into vegetables and meat. <laughs> Smoked. Oh. Well, how was the guys that smoke? Okay. Smoke me. Okay, okay. So, okay I'm, I'm just you, coming up with all these ideas. We're so. going to have at least four or five. Oh, yeah, yeah. different types of meats is what, you're, what, I'm, what I'm picking up, what you're putting down. Yeah. Okay. Well, with That's that, we we will no longer uh, digress. But in that thought, we are progressing towards some That's great exactly stuff right. for the future. So. Okay. Well, that's our plans. Let's see where God leads. That's exactly right. <laughs> Until next week, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. 